Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. BGK falls in overtime and hard-fought battle to the Devils in New Jersey. Logan Thompson shoulders the blame, says that he needs to get back on track. And Chris, along with many other fans, were talking about better days ahead for VGK based on last night's game. We've got all that coming up ahead right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick. We come to you from Las Vegas each and every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. You can find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK, at TDChrisG, at Tony Dasco. Please subscribe to that YouTube channel. A lot of great things happening there. The funkiness of our screens and everything else. And again, that's Lockdown Golden Knights. We are brought to you by our new sponsor, FanDuel. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Place your first $5 bet, get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. A couple of goals last night coming off of deflection of defensemen. That is four goals, right, uh, that have been scored of late off of deflections for VGK. Um, great play in overtime when you go back and you look at things by Jack Hughes falling down. Um, probably VGK deserved to win this game last night. Uh, they lose in overtime three to two. We both had the final score correctly. Don't get mad. Don't add us. Okay. A couple of uh, Dougie Hamilton goals. We talked about him on the show yesterday. And again, he produces uh, tied the score at two, two with a minute 10 to go. VGK goals by Ben Hutton by William Carlson. Let's talk about some of the positives first. Uh, Chris, I felt VGK did a really good job uh, pretty much clogging up the neutral zone, I think, for starters, because this is a speedy New Jersey Devils team. Efforts. The team looked – we looked like a team last night. I think that's the the best thing for me. There's been so many games that we've watched where VGK looked dead in the water, even just down a goal, just looks just not very good. And – I didn't catch – I followed along, but I didn't catch a lot of the early part of the game, but I was pretty involved in the second and third period. Space in the neutral zone, moving the puck, clogging the neutral zone, like you said, and limiting high-danger scoring chances and not putting so much work on the shoulders of Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill whenever he's actually going to get back into the net. Another another story for another pod. But I like the effort. I like the execution. I liked how they stood up for each other. Um, obviously, uh, Brett Howden, I don't think, had uh, getting in a fight on his uh, bingo scorecard for things to accomplish in his first game back, but that is uh, the reality. He stood up for a Keegan Colasar, and you know, good on him for doing so. I do feel that hopefully this is a sign. We'll talk more about this in the third segment, of course, but I do feel this is a sign of better things on the horizon. Okay. We saw, again, uh, those two goals. Uh, we saw William Carlson picking up. The loose Krona right there. That's the, I guess, monetary coin in Sweden. <laughs> uh, we saw where this team fell behind again, 11 time in 13 games. 
They just cannot. I think it's a mental lapse now. And again, we saw deflation right after that goal was scored. You talked about intensity. They showed Bruce Cassidy walking into the VGK locker room and saying, okay, this is who we're going to start. And he's like, let's let's go marching let's go marching it just started like getting everyone fired up i don't know if it was just for show for the tv cameras or not uh but they did come out with a purpose and some intensity last night which i thought was really good yeah no doubt i mean like i said this was a team that had a mission and you could tell there was urgency you could tell there was concern over the recent results and the fact that they did not let that first goal, you know, bother them that much. I mean, it sucks when that happens. Another game, whatever the the stat line is, how many games it's been? Eleven of thirteen. You said eleven or twelve. Eleven of thirteen. Eleven of thirteen games give up the first goal. It's so hard to win games like that. Um, listen, that that first goal was terrible, terrible, terrible luck. It, it looked like a bad goal when you watch it, and then you get a little closer, and you realize Keegan Korzak is trying to simply you know, make a swat at the puck, and it just creates uh, something where it flubs and goes right over LT and you know just drops right in. It was just like, like, a, like a pitching wedge, right, or something like that. Um, the issue with that goal isn't the deflection. If there's one thing we're going to pick apart on that goal, it's Korzak's positioning. You allow yourself to get that deep, weird things are going to happen. Uh, Korzak, I'd like him to make a better decision next time and engage a little quicker uh, if we're going to pick apart that goal. Is that on Korzak? I mean, not really. Is that on Logan Thompson? Definitely not. Just This is the type of game where if things were going better with the team, Tony, the type of thing where things were going better with the team, we would scrape this game and be like, okay, cool. You know, good effort, good game, got one point, let's move on. But since the VGK has been struggling so much of late, you go through our Twitter. Some people were with me who, you know, felt this was a good game, better days ahead. And there's a few bridge jumpers out there that are, you know, sell the team and, you know, fire sale and just go crazy and all that. And, you know, just relax, relax, relax. Uh, The two deflected goals, they also gave up two deflections and goals in the Dallas game. That's the game that uh, I was talking about. Uh, Palat off of Korzak last night. And then McNabb, uh, he deflects the Hamilton leveler. I'm going to call it a leveler because that's what the tournament fans (laughs) say in soccer. So I'm just trying to talk about bridging things together. Uh, Alec Martinez injured in the game last night. He got uh, boarded pretty good by uh, Palat in that game and uh, was out for a while. Did he come back in the third period? I don't know. I I thought I saw a tweet that said he came back. I I honestly have no idea, but he definitely was out. And, you know, Alec Martinez, uh, him and his bad luck uh, certainly are continuing from whatever that illness was the other night. Now this, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I thought there was a transaction involving Jonas Romberg um, as it was after the game last night. So I don't know if that's going to, set the table for something in case Martinez might miss uh, the rest of the weekend. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was unfortunate, but another game where we were taxed for a while, at least playing without our best shot blocker. And then to the, um, to the deflected goals, right? Braden McNabb. That was just, again, the positioning is strange. Cassidy broke that play down pretty well in the post game presser. We had some of our Vegas guys there. So you got a little more uh, in-depth questions to, you know, asking about the game and things like that. He felt the forwards actually didn't do a good enough job kind of getting back into the play, which 
allowed that shot to happen and the New Jersey player to kind of walk in a little bit. And McNabb, I mean, he's doing what he's supposed to do. McNabb is a shot blocking defenseman, as again, Bruce Cassidy did mention. And listen, every person knows, we were talking about this in my show last night where I was selling my cards. Everyone knows in a situation where a player, it's, you know, basically the goalie and someone coming in, you look for the pass. You look for that pass across the middle. You kind of let the goalie do their job. McNabb was a bit deep on that one, and he still tried to make a block, and just bad luck. I mean, just bad, bad luck. Could McNabb's positioning have been better? Absolutely. Are we going to fault McNabb for, again, Cassidy's terms, all the pucks that he eats for this team, and this happens? No, we're not going to go that far. And uh, a bad penalty in OT by Ben Hutton, and that set up the Jack Hughes play, which was, you have to give him credit, it was phenomenal. Uh, So he's getting uh, just tied up. He's getting checked against the boards by Chandler Stevenson and McNabb and pretty much flicks a pass out in front to Dougie Hamilton for the, uh, the game winner off of his stomach. It was, it was a phenomenal, uh, you know, assist. The, the puck did not just score it out of there. It was well-intended uh, Jack Hughes playing some really good hockey, but I wanted to talk. There was no one at home, you know, in the middle in the high slot. Uh, Petranzo, I think was late getting there. Right. And no, no, he, was he wasn't late. He was early. Him. So Petrangelo, I, this was my first tweet. After, there's a couple things after the game that stood out to me. One, it was a better game. Relax. Um, two, I only saw one VGK player skating off with Logan Thompson after that goal happened. No one should have left that bench until Logan Thompson got up there. LT had a great game. I felt the entire bench should have emptied to go to LT to, you know, give him support after that game. But the one thing that stood out to me, and again, Jack Hughes, phenomenal play. We're not going to take anything away from, from the execution. Dougie Hamilton with that rocket, nothing gets taken away from the New Jersey Devils for that, um, for the execution there. But my question is, Alex Petrangelo was deep almost by the goalie crease. You got to watch the goal a couple of times to see it. I don't understand why he is standing there. He is, so he is basically... If the goalie is looking out in front, you have the play happening to this side, to the left, right. where it's on the boards. Okay, you and then over the opposite sides. Okay, right, yeah, maybe the the, my okay, screen's here. The point being is the goalie's looking at the boards. Goalie's right. looking at the boards. This okay. is Broadway where Dougie Hamilton is right in the middle. Okay. And for whatever reason, Petrangelo is like right to my left, just outside of the crease. I don't understand why we have three VGK players all on one side of the ice and what no, no, Alex no. No, Petrangelo is waiting on. That's that's Broad Street in New Broad York. Street, whatever. But point being is, I don't understand what Petrangelo was thinking was going to happen. Why, why him being in that spot was the best way to cover the play? And again, Petrangelo, you know, they know a thing or more too about you know our, what we think, Tony. So I mean, we're not going to tear him apart here. I'm sure there's a reason as to why he was there, but the optics were just kind of strange, especially on the kill, right? Especially on the kill, knowing that you have two of your players pinching on the boards, which means, you know, three other players are going to have a clear lane to the net. What's he doing just outside of the crease on the same side of where the puck currently is. That's what I didn't like. That's why I did not understand. New Jersey actually played its fourth consecutive overtime game. Oh, wow. And three and one in Hamilton with the game winner, the last couple of games, uh, Vanacek now uh, eighth straight win uh, 25 and, and one on the season. So things are going well. But I do want to talk uh, before we take our first break about the slot coverage, because that's been something that has been stressed in 
what everything that Bruce Cassidy has been saying, quit calling him Butch, okay? I'm kind of getting over that, too. Um, <laughs> talk about the slot coverage last night. Yeah, no, Tony, 100%. And we kind of touched on this. I'm watching the replay of the goal right now again. Petrangelo, he gets like, I don't understand his positioning on this play. He, he was dropping in, like kind of waiting. And He's fatigued. I, He's done. He's done, done. no, fatigued, 1,000%. They couldn't get him off the ice. No, and they, he, they never tried to. But again, especially with Martinez out. And that's the point. That's why you can't get him off the ice. Um, so slot coverage. We hit on this a little bit. Uh, Korzak, particularly on that goal, just for whatever reason, lets the player kind of walk in a little bit indecisive. And, you know, bad things happen when the puck is uh, going towards the net from that close. Braden McNabb, very strange. Like when you're covering the slot, Covering the slot isn't necessarily trying to block the shot. It's trying to stop a high-danger chance. And the goal that the New Jersey Devils got to tie the game was not a high-danger chance by any means. It was spray and pray. It was, you know, there's 40 seconds, a minute left, whatever it was on the clock. And, you know, take a shot and hope good things happen. And that's exactly what did happen. And credit Dougie Hamilton. He's smart enough to know that there is a player there. So he is shooting and hoping for that exact same scenario or hoping for a low rebound or something like that. Um, and then it's not necessarily the slot where where um, Dougie Hamilton scored from, but it was just outside of that area. And again, no one is there. Like if you watch watch the very first camera shot of the replay of the goal that they wanted, uh, they being the New Jersey Devils, that they won the game on, there's nobody there. And that's the one thing I don't understand at all. Coming up next, Logan Thompson shoulders the blame for last night's loss. And boy, did he take this one hard. We'll get to all that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. The NFL playoffs are here, and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because so many great listeners have been making a lot of bets, making betting fun, sports fun, and it's easy. And new customers, if you join today, you can get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. That's right. When you place your first ever $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets, from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout on the same game parlay. It's all there, and it's all on the app. It's very safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Welcome back from Las Vegas. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We come to you Monday through Friday right here wherever you get your podcast. And of course, our podcast is free. And we'd like to thank everyone for subscribing to our YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights. And last night, FanDuel, VGK, a minus, uh, I mean, no, uh, sorry, New Jersey minus 180 favorite in that game when I looked earlier in the day. But that was a little overpriced. Yeah, uh, no, that's... Uh... <laughs> they, they, heavy, um, right? they they gave you some value folks they and it was uh that was a different number than some of the vegas sports books i think vegas was plus 150 locally so you know FanDuel obviously has a much bigger purse you know as far as drawing from multiple states so that definitely uh 
equates to what the public felt about this game. I I, I did get lucky locally after uh, VGK was down one goal. I, I put a little uh, little cheddar on a plus one and a half VGK at oh. minus one hundred six and did well nice. with that. So that's pretty good. Uh, talk about goaltending last night. LT blames himself for this loss. Not necessarily fair, you know, because he said it was an unacceptable goal for him. He gave up the first goal within the first three minutes of the game, and he gave up the last goal uh, with the minute to go in overtime on the Hamilton goal, said he has to be better, said it's all on him, says it had has not been a good run of the last 10 games. Unacceptable, kept uh, pointing that point out, says he has not been playing, winning hockey, needs to start doing so. Okay, 34 games in net so far what did you say would be a decent number of games that he would start before or you think he's carrying too heavy of a load for the Vegas Golden Knights and I think he's being overused right now personally but that again that's my opinion 55 starts was my cap for him that was the, where I really wanted to see him a little more than half the games you know 50 55 games like 55 games is the hard number where I think he should be. And so you said he's in 30 games right now, Tony, is that what you said? 34, 34 games. So the 34 games we have what the final 30 games going, correct? Yeah. I mean, cast these post-game comments. We want to get LT in a little bit of a run. We want to start him more to see if that'll help get him going. Like that's exactly what Cassidy said. He wants him to play more. There is a shot that LT is going to go back to back this weekend. There is an honest to God shot. LT is going to play both. No. Games. I didn't say I like it. I no. didn't say that's a good idea. Why? I don't, I don't get it. He's the and starting goalie. He, He's yeah. the starting goalie. He is Aiden Hill. He is sorry. He is a, a Butch Cassidy's boy right now. He's the one who, uh, you know, Cassidy wants to ride or die. They might go. Oh, two. I'm just saying, and he's not, it's a confidence thing now too for him, even though I think maybe he gave up just the one goal, but again, the defense was not good. He it's, says the defense has been pretty it's in good. His head. In front it's of in him. his head right now. Oh, and without a doubt. And those last 10 games, Chris, three, five, and two. And it's not been all on him. It started, I went back the last 10 games, uh, starting with the Kings game in LA. Uh, that was the first game in this stretch of 10 games. And, it just he again. I think he was too hard on himself, and he just kept saying it's unacceptable. Can't do that. Cannot give up that first goal early, and then give up the final goal. He said that he should have saved those. He should have been able to. Again, a couple of pucks that flutter in basically, and then you know it's just one on one there at the end. And Cassidy did to some degree defend Logan Thompson last night, and I think he very well should have because uh, it could have gotten out of hand early, especially when you saw New Jersey scoring the first goal. LT had a phenomenal game. And what goalie isn't going to take the blame, Tony? What goalie is not going to, you know, say they could Robin have been Leonard. better? You're never going to hear a goalie say, oh, that was off. You didn't hear that. I said Robin Leonard probably wouldn't take the blame. Fair okay. enough. Very fair. You're never going to hear someone say, oh, where, what was Korzak doing on that play? Or why was Petrangelo not covered? Like, you're never going to hear a goalie say that. And you know, listen, there's always some lip service, right? You know, we we did mention we wonder how often the players watch the coaches and their postgame pressers. Other way around, how often do the coaches watch what the players have to say? I'll bet more, t- more than you th- would like to admit that does happen. Not because they want to know they're talking about the coach or the players and things like that, but knowing what your players are saying when the coach isn't 
around is a better way to get to know your players, whether the coaches have time to do all this or not, who knows? Um, LT is emerging as a leader, especially in Mark Stone's absence right now. And I think that's part of this as well. He is basically saying, Hey guys, I'm your leader, ride me. And if we don't get there, it's on me if we don't. And it's a, it's a high risk, uh, high reward type of um, path, if you will. But listen, give LT credit, right? I mean, he's, he's dealing with some trouble right now. And again, nothing is on him last night. Nothing is on Logan Thompson about last night's game. And, his record as of late, not great. He hasn't been playing bad by any means. I think he's still giving the team a chance to win. You do hear these little things every now and then, you know, if we could just get that one more save and stuff one like that. He gave the one more save. How many times last night? He gave the one more save. Yeah. He said that he's trying everything, tries to cut down on angles, playing a little bit more aggressive. He was, he was more aggressive around. last night. He was more aggressive. Yeah. Trying to turn things around there on the road. He said, everyone is doing their job except for me. False. No, but he also said, though, the defense has been great. And not always. Come on, man. They've, they've hung him out to dry. Average to above lot. average is how the defense has been playing. Right. Well, if you're winning, of course, behind the net like the other night, you don't give up that turnover. You know, you don't make mistakes like that. If you're in a groove, and I think he needs to get himself into a groove. But I, I also believe I, I would play him against the Rangers and then Aiden Hill against the Islanders. Or maybe they think that LT needs more reps, more reps and more game action uh, before he could get back to being himself from earlier in the season. But again, you can't fault him for four deflections in two games against Dallas and against New Jersey. It's not his fault. No, I mean, if there's an effort, and, and effort's not the word. If there's a game where I didn't like the results, I would maybe go back to the Arizona game, um, starting with that first goal where he just kind of kind of got caught in la-la land there deciding what he wanted to do. But it's okay. Goalies can make mistakes. That doesn't mean they're bad at their job. Uh, last time I checked, uh, me and Tony are not anywhere we're not even that good at what we do. All you who have jobs that are watching this right now, you guys make mistakes. It's okay. It's part of a part of our jobs it's part of uh, how things go here so logan shouldering the blame you know listen he's he's young and he's feeling the pressure now right lt was someone who didn't show a lot of uh a lot of wear and tear as far as pressure right he didn't look at look that beaten down ever even when things were were not going well especially last season he he was he was cool he was calm and now he's unraveling a little bit and when I say unraveling I don't mean that in a performance way I don't mean that in anything beyond the fact that it's in his head right now uh, when he was skating off I think uh, his stick became a casualty or he definitely uh, threw a bit of a tantrum after the game was over rightfully so I mean he he as much as everyone else wanted to win and they need wins right now right you know if things were going better if we had that you know eight nine point cushion like we did as far as leading the division goes this game. It's a much different vibe, Tony. We're not spending this much time going apart and saying it wasn't bad. Like we're not trying to sell people that this was actually a pretty decent effort overall, but since the team is in this terrible rough patch right now, going into yesterday's game, yes, they were technically the division leaders by points, but not points percentage, but they were also only in the playoff picture by five points, depending on what happened last night. That could have, that could be down to four points now. So it's not about the fact that we around games 30 to 35, right? Tony, it was, listen, we're in first place in the division. Let's not overthink this a whole lot games, 40 to 45. It was okay. Listen, we got some injuries. 
things are going to start to get better. Now that we're at game, you know, 48, 49 and 50 plus. No, now you do need every single point and everything matters that much more. So if they can find a way to, I mean, listen, if they get two points this weekend, three out of possible six points, it's not the worst. I mean, we, you made me put three and a half out there yesterday and I had to put some juice on, uh, on the under, but you know, so be it. If they can get a fourth point, listen, four points, that would be huge, right? If they can win and uh, get, get um, an OT or a shootout loss this weekend. Okay, fine. Good road trip. If they beat the Rangers, they're going to come back and get shellacked by the Islanders. It's just the way the season has been going, but LT has been inconsolable. I say goaltenders equal. Is that an equal sign? Place kickers, their head cases. Okay. That's enough of that. I mean, that, no, that's, that's fair. They really are. What well, okay. goalie isn't? And even right. at the youngest levels, that they and, and that's normal. That's normal. Right. That is normal. I just wonder what he was like, you know, on the team bus. Uh, what he was like, you know, with his teammates after the game. Is he so pissy? Bus ride, right? That... Bus ride. No plane. Bus ride, right? <laughs> <sighs> right into Manhattan, right down the street. They could have even. They could. They're have, probably in the same know, hotel. All, all they could days. have jumped down the train. The path train takes you right there to New York City right after the game. I'd like to see all those goons on that plane. I mean, on that train. Okay. Uh, another thing, defense. So so good. So so good in front of him. They have to start winning faceoffs. Holy smokes! In front of him, right? Jack Eichel, two wins, seven losses in the faceoff circle. Jack Eichel needs the milk carton, by the way. Where's Jack Eichel? William Carlson, 7 of 17 won. Isn't he supposed to be good in the faceoff circle? No, I'm saying in front of him. I mean, that's a start. That's where you need to start winning those battles, those puck battles. Isn't that important? It's everything. I mean, win your battles, win your races, right? Win your battles, win your races. And that's, and listen, a battle is a faceoff. That's, is there any more of a neutral battle than a faceoff? It all starts there. And, especially in the defensive zone. Like if we're losing him in the neutral zone, okay, fine. If we're losing him on the offensive side, you can still generate a scoring chance or an attack, if you will, off of losing an offensive draw, even to the point where it is strategy at times to let the player on the defending side win the faceoff because there is a set play that they have where they chase and get into position and things like that. Faceoffs are important, um, probably more important than Gerard Gallant would like to admit because that team never worked on faceoffs, except maybe at the end of practice, you know, it was it was less optional than, than the optional skate, right? So, yeah, faceoffs are, I mean, everything is important right now. And it's unfortunate that we're digging this deep into faceoffs right now as to one of the things holding this team back because it's, you know, what, what are we in the final 30, right? With mm-hmm. Game yeah. 50, right? I mean, yeah. so the final 32 games, so it'll be the final 30-game push after this weekend and it's going to get intense. It's going to get intense. And I did say something about troubled waters back sometime in October, early November folks. And mm-hmm. I'm not happy that I'm right. Yeah. They were playing with fool's gold pretty much yes. in the early part of this season. That's a well, no fool's it. gold. No, I mean, listen, they earned a 13 and three, 13 and two start. That was they earned. played over their heads. They, they were playing a little bit over their heads. I the, felt the Stanley cup champion eventually plays over their heads. So what? Right. I mean, that's, that's you fair. know, <laughs> Checking game was good. They completed checks. And Bruce Cassidy is a lot different coach. His demeanor and everything else against those Eastern teams. <laughs> you know, he definitely, like, he knows, you know, everything and tendencies. And he knew what to do in that game last night. Sometimes you get the feeling, why are they doing that against Pacific Division foes? Because he's not, he doesn't have that familiar 
familiarity like he does with the teams from the East. Did you sense that? Because I did. Yeah, I mean, go back to actually the Philly game in Vegas. Um, Philly played an absolute suffocating game. Vegas comes out, goes on to win that game. Oddly enough, that's where Shea Theodore got hurt, but uh, marches so with the game-winning goal in that game. And in the post-game presser, he did mention he knows, you know, Tortorella. He knows the East, uh, the East Coast, and stuff like that, and how uh, those teams play. And so, sure, I mean, no one knows East Coast hockey, you know, better than better than coach Cassidy who did spend what six seasons at the national level plus uh, the AHL level before that. So he knows that style of play. So, you know, we should have a better level of success against teams from the East. And it was, again, it was a good game last night. Well, we'll talk more about that in a second. Okay. And he definitely does enjoy the short travel, the short distances. He <laughs> loves that in the East. He's talked about that before as well, uh, but he did a great job. A little different again. in the West, a little different. In the yeah. West. Did a terrific job of breaking down everything in that game last night as well. He does he, he does really prepared. well with that? Yeah, and he was fired up. And again, they came out with again. He, he definitely sways. He definitely oh, sways. My, my goodness, I have to take some Dramamine when I watch him post game interviews. Coming up next, uh, we're going to talk. Chris is so 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 optimistic, Mister Optimism, on this show, which is kind of nice. It's refreshing to break through all of my negativity uh but chris is optimistic uh moving forward because he saw something last night that encouraged him to believe there are better days ahead we're going to get to that when we return right here on locked on golden knights welcome back on locked on golden knights tony cardasco and chris gallick in las vegas we appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day and again, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You could find us at Lockdown Golden Knights. So why the optimism after a loss for VGK? Are you going to be one of those moral victory guys today? Moral victory, no. Um, but the perspective I'm taking, and let's go back to Saturday against the Capitals. Oh, my goodness. They put up a six spot. Everything is great. Everything is wonderful. And again, that team that they beat was not a traditional Caps team. Noah Ovechkin. They didn't want to be at that game. Watch that game. The Caps wanted to be anywhere but Vegas in that game. Outside of Tom Wilson, there was no fire at all in that game. But again, VGK fans, right, it's it's, it's a turning point. Here's the turning point of our season. We beat the Caps on a Saturday night at T-Mobile Arena. Woo-hoo. Sunday is a terrible game in Arizona. Call it what it is. Tuesday, this team goes on the road, and they're still short right now. They get Howden back. That's not exactly going to make us feel a lot better, but it is a piece and a step in the right direction. He is a good depth role player that this team will gladly take right now. So tough game, tough situation, tough environment. Not a lot of Vegas love on the East Coast, obviously. And they go in there and they go toe-to-toe with a team that could come out of the East in the Stanley Cup. If it wasn't for a couple of bad bounces, that game doesn't even get to overtime or a strange play in overtime. You can't have it both ways as fans is ultimately what I'm getting at. You can't get all giddy and crazy about beating the Caps on Saturday and not acknowledge the effort against a really good team in a really tough situation. There was more heart. There was more desire. There was more energy. There was more. This was such a better game when comparing to the Caps game. It's you can't even put the two games side by side. Kemper was terrible. Uh, right. Kemper, right? No. Who's mm-hmm. yeah, it was Kemper, right? For Washington. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Darcy Kemp was terrible in they that game. Him. Yeah, they they chased him out. Grubauer, Grubauer, no Kemper. You were right, Kemper. Okay, whatever. Either way, I haven't had 
My coffee's still half full and it's cold. Seattle, Seattle. Yeah. So moving forward from that, you know, you can't get all happy about beating a bad team and not acknowledging a great effort. Yes, a couple weird deflections. We're not gonna we're not gonna sugarcoat that. Great goaltending. They had a great second period. They had an okay first period. I mean, they went toe-to-toe, and a bad luck thing happens in the third period. I do think VGK is actually going to finish this road trip, and I think they're going to actually ride into the All-Star break on a high note, hopefully earning three points this weekend. I feel really that this was last night's game was a huge step in the right direction for the team. And I hope, Tony, like you said, they don't lay a couple of duds because that certainly can happen. Or to your point, they have a really good effort against the Rangers and win, and then you know lose six to one against the Islanders because they just want to get the All Star break. That could happen, but I honestly think last night was the turning point and where we circle the calendar and say, okay, this is when things finally started to get better. We might see Shea Theodore playing. I was against. That was next. Yep, that was. That was, was it really? Next. Okay, I, I was against, going there, but yeah, I'm with you against the Rangers. Uh, you're the optimist. I'm the pessimist. Uh, this is a team that is reeling. Five losses in the last six games for VGK. Uh, the and VGK four of those are home, play. right? Three of those are home or something like that, too. I mean, terrible. Yeah. VGK power play has gone south. Uh, last six games I went through last night, one for 12 on the power play. They yeah, didn't that's... even get – was it the Dallas game? They didn't, they didn't even get a power play opportunity. Correct. It was Dallas, yeah. Though, yeah, I, they have yeah. to start drawing penalties, and they have to start capitalizing when they have the man advantage. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't uh, get a power play goal if you can't draw a penalty. And again, that's a couple of things, right? It's getting to those interior areas. It's battling to it's battling to the net. It's something that will carry. He probably does better than any player on the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, Carrier. Sorry, so I keep saying his name wrong. Uh, just call me Cassidy. But, you know, he, just he call is me so good at just getting down low and forcing the opponents to make a decision if they're just going to let him kind of walk in. Or if they're going to hold or clutch and grab, and he's going to draw a penalty as he goes barreling into the goalie. And fortunately, he's really the only power. Okay, do we have another true power forward on this team outside of Will Carrier? That's another, I mean, not the misfits another line. Topic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mark Stone, you can you can say he's a power forward at times. He plays the role at least. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so hey, Boone Jenner, that'd be cool, right? I'll, I'll, I'll triple down on my Boone Jenner uh, theory right there. I'm, I love that. I, I what do. was the response on Twitter to your Boone Jenner? What's that? What was the response? Immediate on Twitter. Immediate response. Was it good? It was. It was good. Of course, absolutely. It was very favorable because he fits that role of skill, energy, and physicality. Power forward will absolutely throttle you if 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 uh, he if you piss him off. I mean, he is a mean dude. Like he's one of those players that just stands out to me every time VGK is lined up across from him. And he's on a different level. You know, he's he's a Ryan Reeves that can actually play hockey. Logan Thompson needs to just relax and take a step back because, again, he is considered to it's be impossible, a rookie. But yes, you're right. He really does. He just has to chill out, and they have to definitely work with him to get him to take. But that I think he is Tony. Back. I mean, this is the first time he's shown but anything like this after a game. If he if he gives up that first goal and it's a fluky goal at Madison Square Garden, I could see. I could see it working against him. I could. Any, any, any early goal that the rain, I mean, very, it's in their head. Yeah, like it is, it very, is so yeah. in their head, Tony. He's so upset about that. And I think he was really upset that he gave up that first goal. And it really was not on him. The more that I, I watched that replay about a dozen times. No, of course. And, 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 well, and it wasn't even a shot basically no. uh, by Palat. It just like, he comes into the slot 
puck squirts away, deflection, goal. There, well, right? what, what was more intent, Palat to score or William Carlson to score? Because I think William Carlson scored because he got throttled and his stick accidentally hit the puck. No, here we go. I'll tell you why. He picked up the loose Krona in front of the net. And again, no one marks this guy. Well, somebody, why will should somebody they mark him? Why should they? <laughs> My goodness. And he's good at the he's good at the empty net most of the time. Well, listen, he, he, credit him for getting in the right spot. I mean, <laughs> it, it, all the jokes aside, the misfit line got a goal. Misfit line gets a goal. <laughs> oh, boy, do I ever know nice that. Three on three. Just nice look at my Twitter feed. So creates a scoring chance. Let's give a little bit of credit for <laughs> the effort there. I was at the Thomas and Mac, and I even got some business from other media members that were there. They probably stopped the game and announced on the PA system when William Carlson gets a goal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, after the All-Star break, you're talking, okay, great momentum. I think that VGK has the most difficult schedule, strength of schedule. I don't care about the schedule. I don't care. I do. I do. In the Pacific Division, the easiest schedule will be Seattle. Seattle down the stretch, I think, plays Chicago, Arizona. Give me another bad team. Insert. So so power forward, strength of schedule. That's two topics for tomorrow. They're final. They're final. Wow. Their final eight games for Seattle. They play the final two home and home against VGK. So that's going to be interesting. That could is that decide. why I think the schedule is so weak? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, that could be good. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, of course, we'll be talking more about BGK. How do they get back on track in New York City against my New York Rangers? Not The Devils are not mine, okay? They're not mine. And then, of course, uh, the weekend, uh, they'll be playing the Islanders. There as their road swing continues, heading into the All-Star break. I do want to talk at some point about all those nonsensical skill games. Because we could have fun with that as well. They were released yesterday. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. See you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.